Welcome to the Hot Content Marketing Podcast, here to provide you with tips, tricks, inspiration, and advice on how to market your business online. If you're an entrepreneur or small business owner, this is the place for you, as I chat to each of our expert guests about what's working right now. Hello, Colin. We're live on Facebook. Hey, thanks we for having are me. Here. How are you? I'm good, thanks. How about yourself? Yeah, really good. Yeah, yeah. Um, as I was saying, just a bit bit drizzly out here, but um, it'll be fine. I've got a nice little candle lit and yeah. Yeah, I live so, in Scotland. You can't complain about drizzle to me. <laughs> You're used to it. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it's our natural state of being, drizzly. Yeah. Yeah. and moist yes <laughs> moist yeah <laughs> brilliant so would you um just like to kind of in a nutshell tell us what you're all about what you get up to yeah so i run the podcasthost.com which is a website uh, really dedicated to helping anyone to start a great podcast uh, so to start it to run it to monetize it to turn it into a resource for their business essentially the whole aim being really to grow a legion of uh, of loyal fans, which you can um, then use to, you know, start a movement or sell your products or just have people to talk to, whatever you like. Uh, so inside that, we've got loads of content. We've got our membership where people come for coaching and we've got Alitu as well, which is our podcast maker application as well. So yeah, we do a bunch of stuff inside there. Really? So it is like kind of getting started with a podcast right from the very beginning, isn't it? You can go all the way through. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, the vast majority of people that come to the site want to just start. They're at that launching stage. So right at the beginning. But we still have a lot of people coming along for, you know, growth and monetization and, and equipment upgrading and all that kind of stuff as well. So, yeah, mm. plenty, all levels. Excellent. So today we're going to talk about um, your, you know, the term that you use, which I love is content stacking. And it's all about how to get more out of, of your content um but just before we jump into that obviously your chosen medium um is is podcasting what do you think what sort of started your passion with podcasting and why is that where you've positioned yourself i more luck than anything else to be honest i i used to work in universities uh, up here in scotland so i worked in a few universities and colleges around around the country I ended up at Edinburgh Napier as a lecturer in learning technology. So I was basically teaching lecturers how to be better teachers using technology. And podcasting was just one of the fashionable technologies back in 2007, I think it was. So I, it was part of my job to learn how it worked so that I could teach it to the lecturers. So I started learning how podcasting worked. I, I ran a course on podcasting inside the university for about four years, I think, in the end. Um, and along that way, I started the website. So the website, thepodcasthost.com. Originally, it was a host, like as in you host your files there. Uh, but I started a blog alongside it as well. So writing about the equipment, the techniques, everything I was learning in podcasting. And just um, kind of right place, right time, combined with maybe um, just enjoying the writing and the passion behind it. It just it gained a bit of traction. Uh, and over about five years, so now about... When did it have been 2014 or so? It grew to a stage where that site was generating enough income that I could jump into it full time. And really, that's what started the business I run now. It was that site growing up over a few years into something that um, obviously there was demand for. And so I thought I'd try and fill that demand. 
Brilliant. That's fantastic. I mean, I'm I'm all for podcasting now. Um, I never I never dreamt that I would have a podcast. Um, I think what put me off and what puts a lot of people off, you probably hear this objection all the time, is that people are scared of the technology and yeah. they feel that, you know, that the production of it, the editing of it all has to be perfect. Um, and yeah, there's so much that I probably need to and could do with mine. But for me, it was just about getting started. And for me, yeah. the content is more important than the, you know, the production, having everything perfect. Yes. So yeah. I think it's much more accessible, isn't it, than people perhaps think. It absolutely is. And it's that's yeah. kind of what we teach first and foremost, is how to keep things simple, how to make yeah. it really easy. Because like you say, the content itself is much more important. So the time you spend setting up your kit every week uh, around like working with the software around, you know, all of the other stuff, all the technology things, that's just taking time away from creating great content. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we recommend keeping things as simple as humanly possible. And it ties into consistency too. So being able to get it out week in, week out as well, it needs to be an easy process. So nothing holds you back because it's that consistency combined with the quality of the content itself that you know really grows those uh, those loyal fans definitely no that's that's fantastic so let's jump in to content stacking then do you want to just tell us what it's all about i think the whole concept came up around the fact that um most people that come to us i mean we are podcasters at heart and, and my team here and and we talk about podcasting first and foremost but like 90 percent of the people we work with um whether it's you know individuals that come to the website or whether it's kind of big companies that we work with to create a show they want more than just podcasting you can't i mean podcasting can work on its own but it works much better alongside video alongside blogging alongside so it, it works much better in a, a mesh of content Mm. Um, all together so being able to figure out how to do not just audio but text and video as well is really important so that was I did a lot of thinking a couple of years ago around how to make it easier for people to do all three and how to tie them together so that you could create all three and just kind of you know in one activity because people are never going to sit down and write a blog and then do a separate video and then do a separate podcast that is that's hard work it takes a lot of time so yeah. I needed to find out a way to basically make it easier to do all three. Um, and there's also the other element about the stacking is it's actually stacking not just the content, so stacking video and text and audio all on top of each other, but it's stacking engagement. It means that somebody reads a blog post on their website and that's a little bit of engagement. They're like, oh, well, I like that. I kind of want more. And then they go, oh, there's a there's a video embedded in here. And they actually re watch a video that's related to that content because it was created as part of the stack that's around this topic and mm. so they watch that and that's like oh now i know this person a wee bit more because i've seen them i've got a bit of their personality i, I got a really short snappy takeaway from that video um, and then they go oh, well now i'm engaged enough i'm, I'm actually going to commit here's a player at the top i'm going to sit and listen for 20 minutes and then they listen to that and that is another bit of engagement stacked on top so every time they consume something else related to what you've created it's another bit of engagement stacked on top and then you link them to another bit of content and another bit and that's like stacking up that engagement 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 until you have their trust um and that's really what you're looking for 
Excellent. So it sounds, um, well, just exactly where where I'm at, and I think a lot of people are at at the moment, because I think we've all become so overwhelmed by creating more and more content and feeling this pressure. We should be producing a weekly blog, weekly blog. we should be putting a podcast out every week and all the rest of it, and it just becomes so overwhelming. And a lot of people actually get so overwhelmed that they just end up just doing nothing. <laughs> so yes. I think for me, I've got to a place where I'm all about let's just stop, take a breath, pull it back, look at what we're already doing. And like exactly like you say, how can you make more of what you're already doing? Yeah. And um, really focus on quality rather than quantity. So that really kind of fits with with this whole stacking, um, this stacking theory. So it's really, there's, there's an element of content repurposing in there as well, really, isn't there? So it's kind of taking bits of, of a main piece of content and putting it out in different ways. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's definitely, it's a, I would say it's a, a smart repurposing because it's not just standard copy and paste. I mean, yeah. I think if if that's the minimum, oh, sorry, if that's the maximum you can do, which is basically just copy and paste between mediums, then fine, it's a start. At least it's getting it out there. But say you uh, record a 30-minute podcast episode and that's your starting point. Mm. It's 30 minutes long. That works <clears throat> That works well on a podcast because people are out and about, they're walking their dogs, they're driving their car, they're, they're happy to sit and listen to something for 30 minutes. Mm. But if you put a 30-minute podcast onto YouTube with just a still image behind it or even someone moving, people rarely watch things that are that long on YouTube. Mm. So that's a copy and paste repurpose that's not that effective because they're not likely to listen to the whole thing or watch the whole thing. Similarly with the blog, um, a blog post, just a straight up transcription is the kind of copy and paste method of that. You know, take a transcription from the podcast, put it on your blog, and people do that. And it's a start. But it's not ideal because transcriptions are not designed to be read. They're, you know, we speak in a very different way from the way we write if we're doing it effectively. So smart repurposing is really coming up for me. It's really coming up with a content idea. Um, and then it's actually turning that content idea into the different mediums in a smart way. So leveraging those, the power of those mediums. So the podcast is the full thing. It's the kind of 30 minute long because that's the long form people want. But then to make the video, you take the recording of that podcast and you take out two or three, like three minute clips and you put them on YouTube and they are the highlights. They're the takeaways. Um, they're really kind of actionable parts but they hint at there being more in-depth stories and examples on the podcast. So there are the same content, but they actually link from one to the other. And then the blog post is actually a summary of it all. The blog post is um, written based on the podcast content, based on that content idea you came up with at the start. Um, but it's in a blog post format so that people can skim through it. They can see the resources. They can, you know, it's the kind of revision. It's the mothership almost. You keep coming back to that because that's where you can revise the material, skim through it really easily. That's the power of text, really. It's really easy and quick to consume, to skim through, to to go at your own pace. So that's what I would say the repurposing uh, yeah. in the context stacking approach. So, so you start, so just to some kind of recap, so you start with your main piece of content, which in this instance is, is your podcast episode. Um, you can then go. Actually, sorry, just to jump in there, I would say yeah, yeah. so. <clears throat> excuse me. That's often how I start because I quite like. So there's two ways you can go about it here. I would say I start with a podcast because I quite like speaking something out. That helps me 
kind of process it in my brain. Yeah. But other people we've worked with on this, they prefer to write first. So they'll actually write, they'll plan up the content idea. You'll end up with a set of bullet points, which outline the idea itself. Um, and from there, I would record the podcast, but other people might write a blog post based on those bullet points. And that helps them process it. So they actually think it through as they're writing. And mm. then the next step is to record the podcast. And you can do it either way. You can record a podcast first, then write a blog post, or you can write a blog post and then record a podcast. And I guarantee that no matter which way you've done it, and I've done it both ways many times, that you can record a podcast much with much higher quality, much, much tighter podcast if you've written it out and a blog post first, because you've already processed it a bit. You've already thought it through. You can do this one take podcast really easily. And similar, if you say the podcast first and then write a blog post, I can write a blog post so quickly if I've just talked about it on a podcast, because again, I've processed it. I've kind of, you've thought it through. You've mm. got that plan there. So, so it's, it almost not, it's almost not, how to say this, it is two separate tasks, but it's almost not double the time because yeah. the second, yes. whichever comes second is going to be quicker. Absolutely. That's exactly it. So it's not double the time at all. I would say it's even, it's half the time. It's certainly, it takes me about half the time to write a blog post if I've just done it in this method, if I've done a podcast first. And also, not only that, it takes half the time, but also um, it's it's much better. Because <laughs> if I just write something out, then I'm thinking it through as I go and all that. But if I podcast it first and then write something, there's there's been a clarity of thought that's been put into it there in terms of I've processed it in my head first. I've talked it all through. I've come up with ideas as I'm talking about it on the podcast, which then go into the blog post. Yeah. Um, so that works well for me. Uh, and do you know something? If I'm the third way, which I have done sometimes, not always because it takes a wee bit longer, but it results in amazing content is that sometimes I'll write a first draft first. And that helps me. Pro I do this with stuff that I don't know so well. So I'll write out a draft of the blog post first. That's kind of the, the brain dump, you know, mm -hmm. just putting all my ideas out in a blog post. It's not that well written or anything, but it's just the first draft. Then I'll go and record my podcast, which will be better because I've just written out this draft of the blog post. But then after the podcast, I go back and I do my second draft, my final draft of the blog post. So it's blog, podcast, blog. And that always ends up no matter what happens whenever i do that way it always ends up with two much better quality bits of content than if i'd done them separately because i've written the first draft i've then made a better podcast episode because of that and then i've made the blog post better because i've thought about it by speaking it through as well so yeah that that works really well for me so you have kind of blazed this trail you've tried it every way so for you personally i suppose it's going to be different for everybody isn't it but for you personally that third way seems to be the most yeah, I mean, it's certainly it's the most effective for top quality content, but it certainly takes a little bit longer because yes. you have the, your two drafts of the blog. Um, but it's if you can afford the time, uh, and especially if it's a subject, maybe it's one that you don't know quite so well, like it's something you're researching, you're you're slightly new to that you're trying to teach your audience, that kind of stuff. Yeah. Work well for that, I think. How important would you say it is if you have a podcast? to have written content to accompany it, to have it in the form of a transcript or a blog? It's, it depends on your aim. Mm -hmm. <laughs> if your aim, if it's based around a business, if, if your aim is to grow an audience around this and to help that audience do something with your podcast, then it's vital, I think. Yeah. 
Um, I mean, if you're running a hobby podcast and it's just, you know, it's just fun with your friends and it's just a conversation every week where you're catching up and you're growing an audience because it's people who are into the same thing, but you don't really have a commercial aim around it. It's fine. Just do basic show notes. You don't need much, but show notes are vital for a business for a couple of reasons, partly because um, the podcast isn't where somebody will do something. You need to get them to a home base for to get them to do something that's the that's one of the downsides of podcasting is that um it's quite hard to get somebody to do something because they're out and about they're often in the car or yes. they're walking the dog or ironing or cooking or something so often it takes two or three episodes before somebody will take action on something you tell them to do um or it has to be really like beneficial to them so it's like if you've, you've got a free webinar that they can sign up for they might make the effort to stop what they're doing and write a reminder or something but often it can take a few reminders but anyway even if they do remember afterwards they'll always end up going to your website because that's where they remember they're not going to remember a link that you read out on the show rarely will they remember that um, so they'll just end up at your website so you need to make sure that your website has really good accompanying pages that go along with the episodes um, because that's where all the action is going to be. You know, if you, if you said, go and get this app or download this program or, you know, um, try this technique, they want to go and revise it on mm. the website to put it into action. Um, the other reason is that podcasting, again, the other weakness of podcasting has so many strengths, but it's got a few weaknesses as well, is search, it's discoverability. So, mm you when you start a podcast you suddenly you will be found in new places so people can then find you in itunes they can find you in stitcher on spotify those kind of places so that's great you will be found in new places but the the amount of people searching on those platforms for your kind of content is still minuscule compared to google so people typing in a question into google for your topic that is still going to be a factor of 10 or 100 higher than the people searching that in itunes and so if you don't have good text content alongside your episodes, you're losing out on all of that search traffic. It's still one of the best ways for your podcast to be discovered, to, to grow new um, listeners, is to simply have a good blog post that is part of the podcast episode that people can find via text search. Like if your question is, um, how do you write, uh, what's, how do you create a great blog post title? for your audience natalie then um you know you do a podcast episode on that and you have that as the title people will find that via text search they'll read the blog post but they'll see the podcast episode there too the player they'll press play and that might well encourage you to listen to the so that's another way people can find you and that'll only happen if you create good, good blog posts alongside the episodes yeah yeah you've hit the nail on the head and i think for me as well when i listen to other podcasts um as you rightly say I'm usually driving or I'm out for a walk. I haven't got a pen and paper with me. Um, so what I'll often do is revisit the the, the blog page of, of that podcast. And then I can sure. go back and find the information that I need. And I find that really, really helpful. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, it, yeah, for from the point of view of offering a better experience for your listener um, and, and really adding as much value, providing as much value as you can, they're definitely... Idea. yeah yeah i mean that's the thing isn't it It works for both it gives the listener yeah. a better experience because it makes it easier for them to look back at what you've done to find the things you've talked about um to navigate your content but also it works really well for you because it means you're found by more people exactly and also for you as well just thinking about it um you if you run a podcast um, and you, you've got all of that content going back however long a huge library of you know hours and hours of content 
Um, and rather than having to go back and listen to it all, if you want to repurpose one of your podcasts into a blog at a later date or use a snippet for a guest blog writing or something like that, if you've got them the in written form, it's much easier, isn't it, to go back through and just pick out the bits that you want to. Yeah, yeah. To go back and listen through them all. So, Absolutely. yeah, it's, it's good for you as well, isn't it? And um, so I do want to just kind of pick your brains about um, once you've stacked all your content, how you actually push it out there and promote it. But I just want to, before I do, um, we've, we've kind of talked about how audio and written content fit together. And we've touched on how video can fit with all of that. Um, and you mentioned about um, having a, a video on YouTube and how it's got to be, it should ideally be a different length because the, the audience is different on YouTube, they expect different things. Can we just talk a little bit more about how you can repurpose your audio, your podcast, for example, onto YouTube? Yeah, sure. I mean, I think there's, there's a, do you mean the technicalities behind it, like the tools you can use, or do you mean the best ways to do it? Um, I guess I guess more broader I guess the ways so I think for me obviously in my mind at the moment um, it's not something I do so I'm thinking podcast is audio um, YouTube is video so is it is it first of all I guess is there any value in putting just audio content onto YouTube so that people can listen to it or is it really a case of treating it as a completely separate piece of content and actually recording a completely separate you know a video separate video pulling out bits of, of content from a previous podcast if that makes yeah sense. yeah i think um i don't think there's much value in putting on a whole episode um no. partially because i they're t generally they're too long so yeah. most of the time podcasts are sort of 15 20 plus minutes if you do a short podcast so if you fit into the sub 10 minute podcast episode length and fair enough maybe that would work quite well um but equally you're gonna have to find something to go behind it so whether it's a still image or whether it's slides or something you're gonna have to turn it into a video by adding yeah. visuals to it uh, but there's ways to do that relatively easily i i mean I, the way i think it works is through those highlights it's through taking a half hour recording recording video around it like whenever we are recording a podcast in the studio here um you can see if you're watching on facebook live just now then you uh, basically you'll see a picture of me in the studio with a mic in front of me shelves behind us uh so we've got a decent video setup here as well despite the fact it's a podcast studio so matthew and i matthew's my colleague here we can sit and record an episode of our podcast podcraft so podcasts about how to podcast we can record an episode of that um with a decent backdrop good lighting and we've got our dslr up to the left here we can record us as if we're doing a video broadcast but we're actually recording the podcast and what i do is then take that video that good quality video and i just cut out two minute clips one minute clips three minute clips short things where i remember that we did something that was quite actionable quite take mm -hmm. it that's the stuff i think works well on youtube it's like here's a short short bit of advice and here's what you can do with it and we try to do that in the podcast as much as possible but we also do lots of stories and examples and case studies in the podcast because that's what works in long form content so we cut out the more actionable sort of uh here's exactly what to do and how it works put that on youtube um and then keep the stories and examples and stuff more for the podcast itself interesting yeah no i really like that um i think now is a good time to tell you that you're actually sat on an i sat on an ironing board colin 
<laughs> what was that? I think now is a good time to tell you that you're sat on an ironing board. An ironing board, okay. <laughs> so I am in my office, but, but um, yeah, it's a long story. It's to do with backgrounds and everything and where my desk is, it doesn't work. So right. just, you know, that you sat on an ironing board and actually... Oh, good stuff. I, I, I did feel quite uh, flat, so that's good. Did you? So, yeah, did you? Yeah. yeah. Just yeah. for those people who think that you have to have a really professional setup and yeah, yeah. No. all of this is getting in the way, just get an ironing board. It's height adjustable. It's <laughs> So let's move on to... Um, so we've got all our content stacked. Um, what I'd really like to... Yeah, go sorry, just yeah. to just jump in there, Natalie. Sorry to interrupt, yeah. but was it worth just telling you a couple of tools that you can use yeah, for that please. to make that really easily? Because yeah, um, because it's easy for us to say, like I've just kind of thrown out. You, should, you just need to put an image behind yeah. it and uh, that kind of thing. But actually, there's a couple yeah. of tools that make it easy. There's one called Wave, and I never remember how it's spelt, but it's let me see, W A V V E, I think it is dot com. But I'll just check that while we're on air. But this tool basically, you upload. No, that's not it. It's Basically, you upload uh, your audio file and then they put an animation behind it. Now, you put in an image, so you can put in your podcast cover art, for example. Um, and then, um, oh, it's not that either. Uh, wave audio. Sorry, I'm searching at the same time. We can we can find it for the show notes afterwards. Yeah. Um, oh, here it is. W-A-V-V-E dot co. So W-A-V-V-E dot co. And yeah, so you upload your audio, you upload your artwork, and it basically creates an animation. You have a, a moving sound wave that okay. kind of plays over your cover art. So it makes it, you know, it's not ideal. It's still just really a still image with a kind of moving little flickering thing on it, but it adds a little bit of dynamism. Um, Is it a video. little bit like um, Headliner? I've not come across that. Yeah, well, I've used that to create little um, podcast teasers just to put, yeah, like 60 seconds out on, on social media. That's quite mm -hmm. good headline. It probably, yeah. I've not looked at, at Wave, I've looked at it. It sounds yeah. like it could be quite similar. Wave is, yeah. Wave is, oh, yeah, see, headliner looks like it's for a lot of different types of video purposes. So it could do this, but we, uh, Wave's more just like create a Special. video from an audio file. And that is it. Brilliant. Yeah. Um, and there's even, there's even, um, hosts out there so uh, if you're hosting a podcast and you host with uh, buzzsprout for example buzzsprout are good for this they've got a tool whereby you can actually just highlight parts of your podcast and they'll do this for you they'll actually just um publish those videos for you so they make it really easily oh brilliant so that would save quite a bit of time actually wouldn't it so, yes indeed yeah. yeah it's good there are ways to do it for free like if you search for audiograms podcast audiograms then you'll find out there's a way to do it for free, but you have to be a little bit techie to install the software, but it is possible. Hmm. Interesting. Um, okay, well, I'll, I'll ask you about that um, when we move on to the next bit. Yeah, so is there any sort of other tools that you would recommend? Um, for that purpose, uh, well, do you know what? I'd, I'll mention our own if, if that's okay, because yeah, um, yeah. Alitu is actually kind of its purpose designed for this type of thing. So um, Alitu.com, A-L-I-T-U.com is the podcast maker app we've been working on for the past um, year and a half. And it's been live for the last six months now. And basically it's designed so that you can just upload your bit of audio. Um, we add your music, we make it sound good, polish it up. You can add in a few different clips and then we can publish it automatically for you. So it takes out all of the editing, all the production, all the worry about bit rates and compression and all that kind of caper mm. and just makes it easy <laughs> to get out there. 
Um, but I have the plan in our roadmap is actually to do this video conversion as well. So this Facebook Live, for example, we're creating just now, you can download your Facebook Live video. You could upload that to Alitu. We could automatically turn it into a podcast with your music start and end and also cut out a couple of clips to put onto YouTube too. And that'll be live within the next um, couple of months i'm hoping so wow, uh, yeah. if you're listening to this in a couple of months then <laughs> so if it's yeah, anything after yeah. probably december 2018 you should check that out wow that sounds like you know yeah great definitely um okay so yeah so if i can pick your brains about how to i personally um find this the most challenging part really of doing the whole podcast so if i do i'm guessing that there are other people out there that do yeah, and sure. the actual promotion of it so um yes you know that you have some dedicated listeners who you know just regularly listen to it but in terms of drawing new listeners in building that audience really just promoting it what would be your biggest tips and do you know what? And, and I know I'm kind of, I'll, I'll repeat something from before. I think a big part of it's around search traffic. It's around, because it's around making yourself more discoverable. And that's all about the topics. That's a yeah. lot about talking to the people who are currently your listeners. And I bet you do this, Natalie, and you think for blog posts, you probably think about questions, about actions, you know, yeah. the exact questions people are asking you and turn that into blog posts. But often people don't think about doing that with their podcasts. Um, and if they do, they often don't think about making sure it's associated with text as well so that people can find them via text search and end up on the podcast as a result of that. So that would be my first step is to recommend instead of interviewing people and saying at the start of the, so the title of the interview is Colin Gray from the podcast host mm -hmm. um, talking about maybe something. Instead, forget about the person talk about the problem, talk about mm. the, you know, put the question in the title of the podcast. Um, that'll get you found in iTunes and Spotify and Spot and Stitcher, all the different places more effectively because people are typing in, they're not searching for me, they're searching for the problem they're looking to solve. Mm. They're not searching for the guest. So that's, that's a big starting point for me. Interestingly, um, does that if you structure your titles in such a way that you do, um, so for example, this one is going to be called um, how to get more out of the, the content you create, or whatever yeah. type we're going to give it, and it be yeah. with Colin Gray at the end. Mm. Does that still count if you've got the guest's name in the title? Uh, it will. I mean, would you mean up front? If the at guest's the end, name is up front. Yeah, if you've, if you've put them at the end of the title. So you've kind of started with the question, but you've put with. And then you guess yeah because i mean a big it's kind of user user focused here rather than search fo focused almost so yeah. people will search through they'll, they'll see episode titles if they type in uh, like um good blog post titles or something in iTunes, and um, they're looking for a podcast that can help them with that then that'll show up but if they just see somebody's name because uh, you don't get much of the title in itunes you mm. don't see much of it so um putting in the problem at least will help you be found but even if you if you have the person's name up front then they won't see that that episode's about that so recommend putting the yeah the problem the benefit right up front on the title yeah forget absolutely. about episode numbers too people often put in like episode 2007 uh with and by that time it's cut off <laughs> so oh, you don't see are. either the person or the title so yeah. They are such good tips, though, because it really is the little things like that that make all the difference, isn't it? Um, it certainly makes, yeah, definitely makes difference with search, yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. So, okay. So in terms of promotion, um, really important to focus on, yeah, being visible, basically, yeah, yeah, being yeah. searched. The, the other thing, if you want to go into one more, um, mm. is the the other one I think, I mean, we could go into all, there's all sorts of ways to do it via social and via email lists and all that kind of stuff, but that's not really unique to podcasting. I would say, you know, you want to be running an email list, you want to be um, doing a decent social strategy, all that kind of stuff. But that's, I mean, you, you do that for your blog, uh, for your blog, for your video channel, all that kind of stuff. The one thing that's unique to podcasting is that it's it's around the fact that a podcast listener is worth way more than a blog reader and i don't mean that in a like i am biased with podcasting mm-hmm. i mean in terms of like trackable statistics yeah Inter- so think about it this way if you have 100 people read a blog post and you have a call to action at the bottom of that blog post how many people will click that call to action on a blog post I mean, quite often you're lucky if you get like a 0.5% or a 1% click through on something like that when it's a blog post. But if you put a call to action in your podcast, like I said, podcasting, sometimes it takes a bit of repetition. But if you ask people to do something in a podcast because they know you, because they trust you, because you've got your personality in there, because they're subscribing week in, week out, the click through rate, the, the action rate is huge on podcasting. So you'll get like over a few weeks of asking, you'll get like half of your audience taking whatever action you're asking them to do. So that's what I mean in terms of like, if you've got a hundred listeners of your podcast, maybe 50 of them will do what you're asking them to do as opposed to one of your blog readers. So that translates in promotion to basically the high touch stuff, the low, the low scale stuff is way, way more valuable. So mm-hmm. you, it's unlikely that it's worthwhile going to an in-person event with 50 people there and talking about your blog. <laughs> because mm-hmm. if you get all 50 of them to go and read your blog, then half of them, one, <laughs> half of a person's going to actually do what you want them to do on the blog. <laughs> but if you go to a 50-person event and get three of those people, no, four, say, of those people listening to your podcast, then two of them might actually do what you're asking them to do. Do you get what I mean there? Yeah, and, and like, I do think that two whole people are better than a half a person. <laughs> I don't think that half a person is going to be much use anyway. Yes. <laughs> um, but the kind of the big picture here is that in-person events, uh, uh, whether it's a big conference or even a small event, so much more valuable for growing your podcast because even 10 new listeners of a podcast are worth quite a lot. So, so I would say, and a lot of people miss this, is get out there and talk to people about it. Talk about your podcast. Go to events yeah. related to the subject. Um, get into forums and communities and stuff like that um, and talk about your podcast. Because anywhere you can pick up two, three, four listeners is actually really valuable. Gosh, that's amazing. I could talk to you all day about this, um, <laughs> obviously. But um, I do just want to squeeze in one more um kind of small topic and that's really just to cover I know that we've we've sort of mentioned that if you have a blog or a podcast what you do on social media might be a similar process but do you have anything to say on the topic of getting your podcast out there on social media promoting it via your social channels any tips in that area I think I mean I don't to be honest social is not my strength um i i don't do social well <laughs> so i'm probably <laughs> on this one thing that i i do think works well that um that has worked well for us and uh could work i've seen work well for others is to be a lot more focused with 
what you're putting out on social, not just the big picture, but be a lot more detail oriented. So mm -hmm. quotes, for example, uh, I know quotes are overdone, but I mean actionable quotes. I mean, like if you've interviewed somebody and they've given a tip that can make a big difference and you can distill that down to a sentence, put that into a quote and say, attribute it to the person and link to the episode for the full story get this um go to this link and you'll hear the episode that kind of thing so i think being a lot more detail oriented makes a big difference um yeah. getting to the point and uh, again it's similar to to blogging video whatever it's, it's really thinking about the pains that your audience are experiencing like what is it they're hurting with like what is it you can fix for them mm. uh, and that is what needs to go into your social because social is so noisy you need to mm. grab their attention somehow and the only thing that really grabs people's attention is, you know, oh, that's me. That's that. I, I have that pain. I have that problem. How do you fix it? And they'll click yeah. the link because of that. So I, I don't have the big answers on how to actually put that into action as such. Um, but that's definitely what I've the sort of general idea of what I've seen work better. Yeah, I would agree. And I know something I want to do a lot more with mine and, and I think would be you know great for, for anybody in a podcast would be, like you say, not even just pulling out just a just a single quote but actually a chunk of, of a podcast a bit in context that makes sense to people who haven't listened to the whole thing that addresses yeah, a particular yeah. very specific yeah. um yeah. topic and actually well, just writing kind of a mini blog post about it on your facebook page or, yeah yeah well that's a really good point i mean i was talking earlier on about those one or two minute youtube videos uh, those highlights that you can pull out mm. your podcast. I mean, they work perfectly on social, don't they? Like yeah. you've got a, a 30 second clip on Twitter or a 30 second on, I don't even know what the limit is these days on Instagram, but however long you can put a video on Instagram, like put on two minutes or something. Um, that kind of stuff works really well is because that'll grab their attention. And, and again, on Facebook as well, we found that putting videos on Facebook, it needs the subtitles. People mm. have probably heard this before, but mm -hmm. it makes a big difference if you can put the subtitles in there because it's coming up silenced. And <laughs> yeah, definitely. No, captions are a big thing now. Yeah. Um, that has been amazing. There's been so much, so many, you know, I've been listening to it and I've been scribbling things down in my notebook. So I think um, there's such a lot of value in that. So thank you very much. Would you... Um, just let everybody know where they can find you on social media or where they can tell us about the website tell us about the new um podcast platform just just yeah there. sure so um if you want to get started really easily then it's worth checking out alitu uh, helps you produce a podcast really easily you'll find that over at alitu.com alitu.com um, and if you just want to read more about how to start a podcast that's our website over at thepodcasthost.com and yeah twitter i am the same the podcast host if you want to send any questions amazing oh it's been lovely to chat to you colin and thank you so much no problem at all. Good to talk to you too. All right. Take care. Cheers. Bye. This podcast is part of the You Are The Media Network. For more content marketing advice, head to hotcontent.co.uk. Why not join the Hot Content Marketing Group on Facebook too? Come and meet other like-minded entrepreneurs and share knowledge, ask questions and gain support in promoting your business online. See you in there.